Welcome to Enhancing the Human Experience. I'm Mark Phillips, and this is episode 63. On today's episode, I did a remote interview with Michelle Harris. Now, Michelle is a life coach with training in three different types of coaching, and we'll talk about that in a moment. But before we get into that, I just want to give you the backstory about how this interview came to be. One of the things that I do when I find an interesting article in a magazine that piques my interest, something I think I'll use down the road or refer to down the road, I clip it out and I file it away. And that's just what I did about three years ago when I ran across an article about Michelle in one of our local magazines. And one of the things as I was reading through the article again and reminding myself about Michelle and her work, one of the things that interested me about this article and Michelle's background is the fact that she has experience in the real estate industry helping people design and build their dream homes. And in fact, one of the headlines on the article itself said, consider me your life architect. I'll help you design your dream life and unlock your destiny. And in fact, her business is called Unlock Your Destiny. So there was a lot going on here that really resonated with me. As you may know, I studied architecture in college. I loved the design industry. I worked in commercial design for about 15, 17 years-ish. And I really like applying design methodology and design thinking to our lives, right? And creating the tools that help us create a life that we love and a life that really has deep meaning and deep purpose for us. So I think there's a lot there. And unfortunately, one of the travesties is most people spend way more time designing their dream home or their dream vacation than they do designing their dream life. And I think that's something that we really have to work on. But As Michelle shares in her interview here, she uses each of those three different types of training with her clients to help them achieve optimal results. The three types of training that she is certified in is number one, IPEC, which is the Institute for Professional Excellence in Coaching. Number two, she is a Ziegler legacy trainer, which she actually met Zig and was trained by Zig, and she talks about that experience in the interview. And last but not least, she's a John Maxwell trainer and speaker. And that is, of course, John C. Maxwell is big on leadership and has his whole body of work that's kind of built around that. And she talks about that as well. So we're really kind of getting three for one in today's interview. And I think you're going to really get a lot out of it. I know that I did. So let's get into the interview. Right, Michelle. Well, I really do appreciate you joining me today and um, learning more about what you do and, and your coaching business. I just appreciate you having me, Mark. I'm just so glad to be here today. Well, yes. You know, this is in a way, this is a long time coming. Remind me when this was it Eagle Magazine that you did this article uh, yes. for? How long? How what year was that? Do you recall? Um, let's see. I would say three years ago. Okay, that's about Over what I figured. Mm-hmm. I actually just clipped the page because I thought, well, that's interesting. I'm going to save that. You know, I clipped it. And so I don't have the actual magazine to see when it was, but that sounds about right. Yes, yep. So you now, uh, for, for those of you who don't, uh, for those listeners who don't know you, um, why don't you tell us a little bit about um, your coaching business and what you do for your clients? I will. Um, I own a company called Unlock Your Destiny. And I do life coaching, business transition, actually all kinds of coaching. So I work with a select few of people, Mark, who are very serious about significant change in their life. So I help people that are functional go to optimal living. Gotcha. Um, You know, we all come to places where we're stuck. So I help people get unstuck. Yeah, I really like that. And you've been doing this, how many years you've been in the coaching industry? Um, I've been almost five years now. Okay, so you've been you're you're well in, immersed in that uh, in that field. It sounds like yes, very nice. Now, mm-hmm. so you did did you start your coaching business in Boise? Is that where you originated it? I did. I started in Eagle, and I had my business there for several years, and then I moved. Now I'm in California. Okay, so I imagine you do quite a bit of long distance coaching via phone. Is that accurate? I do. When I first opened my practice, it was it was interesting because, you know, it was all face to face. 
And so it's really branched out to both now, which is really nice. I've really been able to hone my skills and it's amazing how it works. Wonderful. Well, and I'm, I'm seeing that from other people that I talk to in the industry and just the world in general, right? People can mm-hmm. work from anywhere. What percentage of your current cl- coaching clients, you know, are phone versus in person? I'd say it's about right down the middle. Right down the middle. Mm-hmm. Do you, do you mm-hmm. find that some people want that face-to-face interaction and they absolutely won't talk via phone? Is that something that people do? Yes. You know, I've had a few clients saying, no, no, I want to be face-to-face. But what's been amazing is after they've had like one, two, three sessions, then they realize I could do this on the phone. Yeah, because it's easier for them too, right? Right. But sometimes they need that initial contact that, and even understanding what coaching is and building that relationship and that trust, that safety. And, and after that few couple sessions and they're great, I can do this right from my office, my home. I can imagine. Yeah. Because it does help to, to connect and like an, on an energetic level with someone and actually see them, doesn't it? You know, it does. Like I'm a very, um, face-to-face, touchy-feely, warm, fuzzy type of person, my personality. And I thought even it was stretching me at first, but actually it's amazing how you can, your skill sets can just be just as dynamic and you can see transformation of people over the phone. Oh, so you had a little bit of a hurdle to get over in your own uh, connection with people via phone. I did. I did. I, you know, cause it was new, but you know what I found out what's so wonderful for a coach and the person that you're coaching for your client is that you actually, in some ways, instead of being face to face, it helps you train your mind to be so in the present, so intentional and so focused and learn how not, how not to do did you- coaching tool I've added in. So it helps. So it helps you, it helps you connect on a deeper level. It sounds like. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's so awesome. I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So t- talk about the transition, because I know you did a couple other things prior to being a coach. Talk mm-hmm. about the transition. How did you get into coaching? And, and was it something you felt you always were called to do? Yeah, that's a great question, Mark. I, um, I spent most of my career in real estate did you? and I did, um, I did. And I did, I grew up in it with my, my mom and I, uh, worked a lot of new home development projects. I helped people build their homes from ground up. Always had the entrepreneur spirit my whole life. I've always owned different businesses on the side cause I've just been that entrepreneur my whole life. But when coaching came into my life, um, I'll tell you, it really started for me 20 years ago. I actually was on an airplane in the crossroads of my life heading over to Maui. And I took this boat ride and I'll make it short, but I took a boat ride and I met this wonderful couple and they took a liking to me. I took a liking to them and it ended up being Zig Ziglar's daughter and son-in-law. Oh, you're kidding. (laughs) And yeah, and that just rocked my world and changed my life. They invited me back to Dallas, rolled the red carpet out for me. I got to meet Zig, went to his home, him and the redhead, and Zig became my first trainer and my first mentor that trained me a lot more on the positive thinking and training and being a trainer. So that's where a lot of it began for me. And then life continued to happen. And 20 years, well, then 15 years later, you know, life is happening. I'm in Idaho. I opened up a, um, a teeth whitening business. I'm sure you read about it. Yes, I did. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And Cosmic Teeth went, what a fun business that that was. And it was kind of a, um, what's the word, a platform for me just people coming in and want to improving their exterior. But really, that is not sustainable. It's wonderful to take care of ourselves and look great on the outside or what, you know, feeling our best. But what's sustainable is the inside out. I see. So and you want a deep, you wanted a deeper connection, a deeper helping of people sounds like. Yeah. And everybody, that's what everyone's looking for. You know, people were coming in, but you knew that that wasn't, I mean, it was wonderful, but people wanted something more and people didn't have tools. And I, and then this is so ironic. So then this is after the Zig Ziglar 20 years, uh, 15 years later, I'm at that crossroads again. I get back on the airplane. I go back to Maui and I sit next to a life coach. (laughs) (laughs) So there's something going on with this Maui thing. (laughs) Yes, and there is. It rocked my world. And then I knew when I went through um, a couple different other coaching programs, uh, John Maxwell, um, IPEC, um, Institute of Professional Excellence in Coaching, it changed. I knew I found my destiny. I knew I found my calling. I was, I just became aligned. I found what I loved, my passion. 
um, I felt that whole serving part of me, I was just got in line with it. So, so it, was there a, you, you, did you go through the Zig Ziglar program? It sounds like, and, and do his training. Yes. And then there was a little bit I of did. a lag time then before you, you went through the IPEC. How many years was that? Yeah, that was, um, what well, was 50? Let's see. Let's see if I was 27 Thursday. It was about oh, thir- 15, no, um, if I was 27, 30, 13 years later. Okay. So when I met Zig and went through his training, I was a Zig Ziglar trainer, but I was in real estate that time. So I was using all those skills. I owned a different business then. And, um, but then it was interesting that that was kind of calling me then, but then life happened. I stayed with my real estate. Oh, and it's so amazing. That's what I was going to ask you. Yeah. So it sounds like yeah. the, the universe has bumped you two or three times mm-hmm. where you need to be, but you kind of didn't take the hint a couple times. Is that accurate? Yeah. Or maybe it just wasn't the right timing, but, but yeah, yeah I think that could be it too. I didn't listen. Cause if I would have, um, I think I listened to a certain degree, but, but I think it prepared me like all this time now in my life, I've been through so many things and I have, uh, it's just gathering tools. Right. And then, yeah gathering information experiences that make you, you know, just have a little bit, um, more wisdom and empathy. You know, you've walked through stuff. Yeah. You've been, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, sometimes, you know, just the, the course of life, it, it isn't the right time for us to make certain moves, but it doesn't, like you said, it doesn't mean it's not going to happen. Eventually everything happens in the right way. Doesn't it? It sure does, especially when we kind of accept, you know, acceptance is huge. <laughs> oh, totally. Absolutely. And, and that's one thing I find interesting about you. And I want to dive into each of these different areas and maybe you can draw sure. some contrast between the John Maxwell, the Zig and the IPEC. Mm-hmm. You know, that that's a full bag of tools. Do you, do you have a favorite one or do you use them uh, at the right time and the right, with the right person? How do you integrate them all? You know, it's interesting as I've honed my skills over the years, I mean, you know, you're always on your client's agenda, but I really let intuition. I mean, I use all the tools, but each person, it is a little bit different. I have so many favorites. Um, John Maxwell is a wonderful, uh, you know, leadership program. It's amazing. Um, IPAC, they're all with different words. You know, IPEC is so solution focused and then we hold our own resources, Um and Zig Ziglar is so much attitude. So when you combine all of those, um, that it all, you know, really just shows up whenever I'm in a session. It's, you know, it's that kind of divine thing that happens during a session with somebody. Well, and I imagine that, you know, having the deep knowledge in each of those areas that you are probably kind of integrating and innovating with those tools and creating your own kind of mix. Is that safe yes. to say? Yes, absolutely. That's, you hit the That's got to be exciting. That's got to be very exciting. It's, it's so exciting to see people's transformation at two. And when you like just my own life of what's transformed in my own life, but when you see other people transform and you, you know, introduce tools to people and let them think about it. And they come up with their own answers and they have their aha moments and just their life changes. It's, it's remarkable. Oh, I can imagine. I mean, yeah, to see people go to the, to that new level of awareness and expansion, has got to be just a super thrill. I can imagine. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. okay, let, let's see here. Um, what are some go-to tools that you've found, you know, we're all human beings and we all are kind of, I mm-hmm. think, on the same path of going to the same place ultimately. Of What are some tools that you found work repeatedly well with people in, in your coaching? I have, um, I do a, uh, something called the seven levels of leadership. Okay. And I have found that ch- when you... When you call the leader, because we're all leaders, it has nothing to do with position. We are all a leader. And when you call out the leadership in people, I have found in teaching and showing people where, where do you make, how do you lead your life and how do you want to lead your life? Because th- that question, just that question alone, a lot of people, they don't even, they haven't even thought about it. How am yeah. I leading my life? How do I show up wherever I go? That has been a huge, powerful tool because when I work with my clients, when they learn these different levels of energy and how we show up, you know, and we can talk about a victim role or we can talk about taking responsibility role, all these different roles. But when you become aware of it and you're more conscious, 
of that and awareness of like, who am I? And I'm getting intentional about my thoughts and how I show up throughout the day and teaching these skills to become habitual in your life. Even when things are great and you're on your mountaintops, because life is full of mountaintops, but to get to those mountaintops, we go through several, we're always in, we can be in a valley too. It's valley, mountaintop, valley, mountaintop. And I have found that when people are quite, when I've worked with people that are showing them, Hey, where, how do you want to lead? And when something goes wrong in their life, when they're triggered and they go to that victim, still that you're still responsible and how, what do you choose to do? How do you want to lead? That has been so powerful when people have that um, awareness and amazement, um, or what would the word be, you know, that revelation of, wow, okay, things aren't going my way, but I'm still at choice on how I'm going to choose to show up. I love that. So, so it's, it almost sounds like you're giving them this universal principle that can apply to any challenge or situation in their life. Anything. And you know, Mark, cause you're so in the same, you know, of seeking and being conscious and the universe and all that it's, we're not taught this. We are not taught these things. And it's amazing. I've, um, you know, coached every walk of life and it's amazing how it's stuff that we, some of us already know inside us, uh, some fundamentals, but when you actually present it to somebody and they apply it in their life, Oh. Yeah, it's, you, you, it rocks. It does. It's 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 an ecstatic feeling, and you you know that's one of the reasons why I started the podcast and do what I do is like you just said mm-hmm. because we're really not taught this in schools, and and you know going mm-hmm. back to the victim mode, I do, I try not to dwell in that. You know, well, why aren't we? Why this? Yeah. Why that? I I get past that really quickly and just start mm-hmm. sharing the knowledge that like you share, and and we really need this stuff. It's like foundational to you know everything in life. Oh, it's huge because what we grow up and if you want to talk about consciousness, we all have these different things of what consciousness is. But, you know, I teach consciousness is who you really are opposed to who you were taught you were. Yeah, I love that. And when you shift your operating system on who, you know, who, what or why and how you do things. I mean, people look at their whole lives and go, wow, I've been living my whole life like that. And that's not really even who I am. So teaching them how they can get aligned with the truth of who they are. I love that. I absolutely love that. I think about that quite often in, in conjunction with that. My, my latest thing is um, asking this question of, you know, who, who will I be when my when I die, quite frankly, right? What will I shed off mm-hmm. and then be totally free to do what whatever I meant to do, right? Just like you said. I love that yeah, idea. It's everyone has, and you know, I'm so passionate and I'm a firm believer in that every single person on the universe has a unique gift and a purpose. And I feel called to help pull that out of each individual. So which, whichever clients are sent to me, I'm committed and dedicated, passionate about helping them see that. And when people realize what their purpose is and they can get aligned with it and live less in the victim, like you said, we visit it. We're human. Mm-hmm. It's, but, but 85% of people, a lot of people are living in this victim conflict area of their life. And if one by one, we can go out and help people shift out and learn that that can be a pit stop. It does not have to be where we reside. It's not where we're meant to reside. That's kind of like, I almost want to say that's the dark, you know, it's kind of the snare that keeps us not in our fullest potential of what we're called to do. I, I love that a lot. Yeah. And I, you know, there, there does seem to be this, um, that's just kind of the way the world kind of goes about is like you said, this 85% of the people and the time are just living in this kind of bogged down, uh, like a li- limited existence. And it seems mm-hmm. right. It's limited. Right. And that's by people's limited beliefs. Yeah. It's, it, it's actually mm-hmm. so exciting just to have that realization, isn't it? It's so it's, I'm so excited because it changed my life when I was stuck, you know, through the the journeys of life. And I've been through, you know, some trying times myself and I'm coming out of some right now. And, but when you have these tools that you can, you know, retrieve, you know, I call it my toolbox and just, you know, what do I need right now? And then just kind of almost call myself out to shift my own energy. Wow. Yeah. And that's, I'm glad you mentioned that because I wanted to ask you, given your uh, span of years as a coach, what type of tools did you used to use versus what you currently use? Can you contrast that and and talk about the evolution of the tools you have now? Because I'm sure they're much more advanced than when you first started either coaching and or life. 
I think, you know, I was always a positive person, you know, and I did have that positive thinking, but I just didn't have these, um, you need more than just the positive thinking, right? Everything is our thoughts. So it's huge. Our core thoughts, you know, that triggers our emotions and then we get our results in life. But, but I just had that positive, but when I actually started learning and getting trained in these breaking down applicable, um, that I could apply applyable tools that really is trained, changing your thoughts. It just was powerful for me. I, I think, um, what happened for me too was I was a lot of a victim in my past years. And when I learned, oh my gosh, I was not taught that I just didn't have that. Like I thought this is just life. You, the, I wasn't given those tools that, wow, I can go out and create something different. That is not the truth. So there's a difference between um, true and truth, right? They don't teach that either. No. So, so I think I just was lacking, even though I was a positive person, I think I was a very motivated person. I was very hardworking and I loved people. It was innate in me. I just didn't have things that were tangible. And I was that visual, tangible learner. And when I got these coaching tools, I knew for me that, you know, there was nothing that could come my way. The storms are coming and they keep coming, but we, it's how do we get victories in life? We have to go through something to get a victory instead of throwing in the towel and giving up, you know, life happens and people just give up Yeah, and they don't have the tools. So I think I just relied on, I mean, I was always, I have a very strong faith and, um, I, and I was always positive, but the actual tools that I've got in the coaching has, and I'm trying to make clear for you, I, it, it just, it was so pliable for me now. It's so, and my thoughts, when I learned, okay, when I got consistent on changing my thoughts, you know, we have muscles in our brain and the more I did it daily, Mark, it became habitual. So it's easy for me. I will say this, when I get hit and I trigger down, I'm not there long. It is, I am so in a habitual habit for me that my mind knows not to stay anymore. I don't have to work nearly as hard. It's, it's yeah. become second nature. I love that. And I love the fact that you equate it to a muscle too. Um, mm -hmm. So so when you were first starting out, it was sounds like it was a little more of a challenge to get that positive thought back. Is that accurate? Um, well, not when I started my coaching, but when I went through the coaching program, I actually was IPEC. When I went through IPEC, I was going through some really hard times myself. Like I was not happy in my life and, um, I was going through for me, you know, I mean, that was there yeah. for me. And, um, and that's the beauty about coaching. I mean, you know, being a good coach is you, you, you got to be transforming your own life. And when I was there and the aha moments I had and the reframing, when I would say, gosh, this just isn't working out for me. And I'm, you know, when I would be talking about certain personal issues in my life, how I was trained to reframe that, you can reframe your whole life. Yeah. Well, now that you're right, that's one of the, the benefits of doing this type of work is it's a win-win. We get mm -hmm. the benefit, right? And the world gets the benefit of us sharing that. I, I, in so many times, so many careers out there are seem like one-sided. That's like just the customer or just the client, whereas maybe uh -huh. the person is a little bit empty and there's not a lot of meaning. But I can totally relate to what you're saying about doing it for yourself and other people. Yeah. And you know, cause every, I mean, I'm learning every day and every client I have, I look, they're coaching me and they don't even know it. Yeah. That's what's the beauty of what you're saying. You're just like, wow, because that's the way the universe works. Right. I mean, you get a line, they, you're the, every client I get, they have no idea what they're talking about. I'm either in the middle of it myself or I've been through it. <laughs> so, right. and you want to, you know, it's so true. And I'm so committed and passionate about like walking the talk because this stuff works. You know it what does. I mean? Well, this you, and you've seen, seen evidence. Yeah. And, and once you see, that's what I mm -hmm. think. I, I think that a lot of people, um, don't have the faith because they haven't seen the actual evidence, or at least they haven't connected the dot, right? Once yes, you connect the yeah. dot, like you say, you're, it's, you're sold, right? And you know, you can always turn it around by, by your yes. thinking. It's, and, so, and some, it's so powerful. It's very powerful. And sometimes it seems like, you know, I'm speaking partially of myself and, and also other people. Sometimes we've got to be shown two or three times before we're like, wow, okay, I find, cause it got, it has to get through this the thick skulls of our, of us in some ways that it does work. Right. I love right. that. Like I, you know, 
It's, you know, and I don't coach everybody that walks in for a discovery session. You know, I coach people that are really serious about change. You have to be ready, right? You have to be open and ready. And I will say this, when people are open and they're ready, because this is the, it is the hardest work you ever do. Yes. When you're first, if you, it is, it's the hard mental work. Cause I tell all my clients, you're going to be doing all the work and, but then it's the best work you could possibly do. Because when you don't realize that your thoughts, that if you are in low energy and that victim or conflict, and I know many coaches use different words, but if you are in residing there, you are releasing that's called catabolic energy. And you are releasing so much cortisol in your system that anxiety, depression, stuck, um, you know, just lethargy, everything, uh, defiance in your life. You, This is what you're, you're ch- actually changing your body chemistry. And so when you learn tools that thoughts can change me out of catabolic to anabolic, where you actually release the, the healthy hormone and the vibrancy and healing of cells and solution focused, you're, you know, you change that whole way of your, your thinking changes is actually your feeling of how your body feels and your health. Wow. Yeah, that's a, that is a lot to to wrap your mind around sometimes. It's really it's it's huge. Yeah. Um I, I I love what you said about the fact that some people um maybe don't know how rewarding it is. They just see the difficulty because as you know, it can be challenging, right? But they don't see the reward yes, on the other side right. of, the, of the, how do you, what's, what are some ways that you get people to actually get past that? Oh, it's so hard. I never want to change. You know, what, what do you do? Um, I think most, you know, it's, it's really probing people. I think a lot of good questions when you get inside people, um, because a lot of people don't want to change because of fear, right? Maybe fear-based and they think they can't do it or they haven't, they have a lot of, um, if we are very catabolic, which may be more in the conflict, internal anger kind of place instead of the victim so much, those people, there's, we, I have found through coaching people for several months, it's all come down to whatever they come in. It might be a business coaching or, or a relationship or their life, whatever it is, all comes down always to the same thing, really, and about their inner self and their inner core. So core energy coaching, what I do is helping people see that is what they're doing, this catabolic energy, is that working for them Mm, or isn't it? I like that. And if it's working for them, if it's working for them, because I have no judgment, I'm a coach and I teach non-judgments the way to go because judgment's catabolic. If, if we, if I help them see if that's working for you, then, Hey, you know, basically bless you, then that's, but it's not working for them. That's why they're here. Right. Right. So once they realize it and you challenge them, what do you want to do different? What can you do different? I don't have their answers for them. I come alongside with tools, a level playing field, and champion them and have the tools to help uh, teach them. They have their own answers on what they really want to do. And getting inside somebody, it always works. It's 100%. I mean, I guarantee my coaching because it's sometimes it takes a little bit longer. Everyone's in a different place, but everyone deep down inside wants to be comfortable in their own skin, living their potential in their inside desires and dreams. They want so bad to align it with their exterior. Yeah. It's like the common, it's like the human drive, right? Everyone has that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But some people just think they're so stuck, right? But when they get some tools and these aha moments and a lot of that too, a whole nother subject goes down to um, forgiveness too. Oh, I love that. Yeah. That's one, that's another powerful, Mm -hmm. powerful thing in the human experience. Mm-hmm. Do you find that most people, like back to your point, when you mentioned some people come to you and they're like, hey, things are working for the most part, I just want some fine tuning. Do you find people mm-hmm. come to you when life or after life has really slapped them down? Or do you find people coming to you periodically that are like, I just need a little help here and there? I, I've had both. So, mm-hmm. you know, and that's why I'm really clear on my words. I work with functional people because I believe, you know, we're we're all functional and want to be optimal. We hit things in our lives that come along, right? Either downhill habits or we're stuck in something this, and we just don't have the tools to get through it. But um, I will say this, no matter what they come from for, wherever they're at, if they're totally down in that valley or they just need that fine tuning, whatever they come from, it always comes back to um, something that, I guess, how do I say it? There's not a different level of, um, oh, let's see. I will say this, that they, um, 
it's usually every time someone comes in, I guess I'll say this, Mark, sorry. If they come in, it's never what they come in for. Never. Uh, <laughs> it's never. It's yeah. never that. If someone comes in, my life's great. I'm rocking. I got my business going. My home life's great, but I just need a little this or a little that. It's never that. I love that. And Or when they come in really down and I'm, th- it's never that. Like I'm broken now. I'm stuck. I'm so upset. I just got to get through this relationship or I'm, I just can't, I don't know how to do whatever. It's really not that. Mm-hmm. It never really is that. There's a deeper, there's some deeper thing going on that deeper. they're just not aware of. Yes. Right. <laughs> Even though it's real that I'm not diminishing that, that those things aren't happening to them. Right. But it always goes to something else. Well, and that, I'm, I'm glad you said that because that's so common. It seems like, you know, we, we look at like the effect of what's happening to us and we think, well, that's mm-hmm. what's happening. And there's a, there's a deeper cause that we're not aware of. So you find mm-hmm. you, you need to kind of show them that cause and say, well, what about this, huh? Right. And so, and that's true. Something I love you just said too, because I like to say that, you know, are we at the cause of our life or at the effects of it? Yeah, I think about that quite often. Um, uh-huh. Whereas when you're in, like you mentioned, when if you're in a victim mentality, everything's just happening to you, right? There's no cause, or the cause is outside of yourself, right? And you're you're just become making decisions out of being unconscious and no faith and needy, and you know you're just you're not. And when you're taught though, when you're taught that tool, wow, I'm in victim mode, and you become aware of that. Guess what happens now? When you're learning, wow, maybe it's not the best time for me to make all these big decisions. Let me, I got to shift my energy. I've got to get some more tools here to take responsibility, get my thoughts into responsibility. Yeah. It doesn't diminish. It is. And it doesn't diminish. Like we're taught to, um, regardless of what we're going through, good, bad, or different, or, or, or we're, we are a true victim in something. I'm not diminishing that, but we still are at choice on how we can take responsibility, have forgiveness, and begin to cooperate with our life. It's such a good point. Be- because, yeah, because mm-hmm. like if, you, if we are in that victim mode, like that seed has been sown prior, right? And mm-hmm. we, we now have to bear yes. that fruit in some way, don't we? It's so true. It's so true. And when you have the tools to go, I don't have to do this anymore. I choose not to do this anymore. That's the difference that Mm -hmm. I have choice. And we're not taught that we're taught a lot of, um, I need, and, um, I have to, and should, instead of this is what I choose to do. I want to do this. Those are even words that can be anabolic and catabolic. And when I say anabolic and catabolic, anabolic is solution focused, moving forward. Catabolic leaves a stock. Okay. I'm glad you defined that because I think cause that's mm-hmm. a new way to look at, you know, people, mm-hmm. people are in certain situations because so, those are more, those are like, are those physiological terms? Is that, is that where you're drawing? Those yes. Terms? Yeah. And they're okay. real science behind it. When we are thinking in that catabolic energy, which is negative when we're in victim say, or we're in conflict that causes, we release cortisol into our system. So we have cortisol, but if we're constant releasing or living there, that's not healthy for us. I can imagine not. Yeah. Right. So cortisol's for when the bear's chasing us down the street, basically, right? It's that fight or flight. But if we're living in that internal anger or that victim mode, we're releasing cortisol causes. That's why a lot of people are, you know, getting diagnosed depressed that they're not, which is sad in in our society today too, because they just don't have the tools that they can change their thoughts, which will change their life. Yeah. So they may be prescribed a medication to lower those cortisols instead of like just a thought, it's a bunch of thought tools, right? It's powerful. I mean, I worked with, um, in Boise, I worked with a lot of therapists and I had referrals from psychiatrists who would be calling saying they're getting the best results after coaching. Wow. And I say that humbly. I say that humbly because, um, it, they did it themselves, right? I was sure. just there championing them and they were open. And when they could start changing their thoughts, cause you know, when we're trained that victim is where we're residing in this internal conflict, we're, we're staying stuck, leaving a mediocrity life, a mediocre life. And we, and we just believe our belief system is that this is just my life. Yeah. Yeah. And then until we, until we see a different way and a different uh, perspective, mm-hmm. right? I'd, I'd, right. Love, I'd love to, for you to share some of, for me, I kind of see it as something we have to um, maybe practice and renew ongoing. I don't know if that's mm-hmm. your perspective, but I'd love for you to share. Oh, yes. Can you share some of the daily things that you do in order to keep that, keep your thoughts positive and tuned in and, and high vibration, either, either physically or mentally? Yes. Some, uh, some of the some of the rituals you have. I'd love to know it. 
Mm -hmm. Well, for me, you know, if I don't start my day, you know, I, I'm faith-based, so either meditation or prayer, but if I, I start my day every day with that, I also, before I go out the door, um, you know, I review everything I teach in my coaching for myself. Yeah. And I, and so that, those things are important to me. And, and if I, you know, I'm human. So if I, if I run out the door and it's a chaotic morning and I forget to center myself, you know, um, it's important to stay plugged in. It's like, I loved what Zig used to say, you know, cause people used to say motivation, um, wears up. Yes, it does. It's like a shower. You need it daily. Yeah. I love you. I love that one. <laughs> Yeah, but you know, it, it, some of this stuff is, you know, sometimes you think, oh, they're just platitudes. But when you really internalize and you take it in, this is powerful stuff. So what we do daily affects our outcome. So I get up. I um, I also have, um, you guys might think this is silly, but I have a, um, you know, remind me the name of the marker. I want to say Sharpie, but the one that erases. I have one oh, of the, those. Um, oh, the, the dry, not the dry erase, do you? Like a Yeah, dry erase. I have the dry erase marker in my bathroom. Oh, yeah, I have one there too. <laughs> I, yes, I write out my mirror. Yeah. And no, I mean, I want to constantly be feeling myself. So I go through my own tools, my skill sets, what I train in my coaching, but I do it for myself. Um, it, it, it's, and I, and prayer is very important to me. I am, I really believe that there's more power in the faith and the proof because sometimes we are looking for so much proof. And a lot of times it, that's what yeah. it's in the faith. So that's something, and, you know, I mean, those are important things to me. And I review, I take my tools and I review my tools. Um, I remind myself wherever I am, if I wake up and it's a rough day or I'm out and it's a great, I tell myself it's going to be a great day regardless of what happens. Mm, I love that. See, because I'm s- still leading my life. So we're a choice. So I am always on myself. Where am I right now when um, I'm driving my daughter to school and a turkey flies in and hits the hood of my car? I got to throw some humor in. But at the same time, right, is that going to ruin my day or go, okay? Right. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm a, you know, oh. just, <laughs> you know, but you, sometimes you watch people, right? And we get catabolic, which is that negative energy. <gasps> oh my gosh, you know, something just hit my car and you could, you could just let that change your whole day and be uptight about it. Sure. So it's, well, well and it sounds like if you get your, if you get your energy and your thinking really, really high vibration to start the day, yes. if the time gets the car, it's going to maybe lower it a little bit, but it, but it's not going to like go negative, you know? No, because you're going to find the opportunity in it. Yes, it's a bummer. Nobody wants to hit anything. I don't. <laughs> no, yeah. It's never an ideal situation, right? <laughs> no, but you know, it's these tools are so amazing when you have them and you just, then you can just, you can, gosh, you can almost just kind of roar through life, even when things are really hard. Because, you know, Mark, I've been through some really hard, the last two years were real challenging for me. I went through a divorce. And I also, um, last year was given an antibiotic that attacked my whole central nervous system. Yes, you mentioned that. So are you, and it sounds like you're on the uphill slide from that then getting pulling out of that. Is that- uh, I am pulling out of it. But when it happened for me, I was not walking. Um, it, it had attacked my whole entire body. So I had... Um, uh, tendonitis through my whole body. I had neuropathy in my hands and feet. I couldn't move my arms, 40% of my eyesight, in my right wow. eye. And it was excruciating, in an excruciating oh, no. pain. And that's just when I was like on my mountaintop, right? It was just coming out of my doors and I was on my mountaintop, my coaching, my kids, everything start and boom. And I fell down. I caught falling down almost to fatality. So facing that was a whole other big thing in my life. But at the same time, I had tools and had my faith to say, "Yeah, okay." Now I could have been total victim mode. Oh, uh, and so you, so you just started working the tools on a daily basis. I'm assuming. Yeah, and I still showed up, but I could barely move to coach clients. You know, I just felt, wow. and they were like, "Why are you showing up?" And I'm like, "I'm here for you." But even though it was it was for me too, but I was there for them because I I wanted to be one of my word and I was committed. I find that's really important. I pride myself on that to make my yeses yes, my noes noes, and to do what I say I'm going to do. Wow. Um, but it was tough times. It's it hasn't been easy. I'm it still in like recovery. It. So, but I, but that's just to encourage that, I don't know, people are going through divorces, they've got money issues, they have health issues. Um, there's all these challenges that come, get thrown at us and we get blindsided by them. Yeah. But the, the amazing gift in them is there is growth in them. And I don't diminish because I had some really, really hard days of 
you know, crying and just, just wondering what was going to happen with my life. But the tools and the faith, I mean, I've been able to walk through it and use and use this. And now I have another message to go help other people about certain things we probably shouldn't be taking that aren't good for our bite, our bodies, you know? Yeah. Well, it's antibiotic. Yeah. You know, and like, you know, that's a whole other topic, like the modern medicine kind of working in, working against us, right. In many ways. Right. Um, Yes. But but plus going through those difficult times, you know, they kind of, they, like you said, they fortify your faith and actually you come out stronger, don't you? Yes. I mean, it is. And that's why really, you know, through life, that's why I talk about victories only come when we walk through something. And the beauty is when you have tools and faith to walk through something. Um, because we bought in, you know, society's buying in that um, when hard things happen, you know, people are just giving up or whatever they're doing, getting into addictions or what, whatever, they're, they're self-sabotaging their life. Right. And I really, you know, big thing in motto in my coaching is how do we do hard things well? How do we do hard things well? And how do you want to do hard things well? And then people are like, wow, doing hard things well? How do you do that? I love well, there's that. tools to do it. I love that because, mm-hmm. you know, there are, you know, we, we see people in the world and sometimes it's us, right, that get knocked down and, yeah. and sometimes you don't want to get up, but you're like, well, what other choice have I got? I know what's back there if I don't get up, right? And so it's just like sure. that constant pushing into that that hard thing. That's why I liked, that's what you said earlier, something to the effect of, Hey, you know, um, it's going to be challenging, but we've got to go forward. Right. And then, and just, it's, it's like this, it's like everyone to some degree in an area of their life has built Fort Knox basically. And we got to get through Fort Knox and that's where people hide. You know, maybe they, they're in the back corner of a room or they don't, they know they're too afraid of something. So they kind of stuff that area of their life. Yeah. And that's where I love when the corner to coaching is what I love is getting to that. Because when that area of their life, when you bring that to the light and they can shed that and be free of that, that ripple effect affects every area of their life. And then it affects their workplace and their family and their community. And it spreads, doesn't it? It spreads. And that's the whole calling of being a coach. I really believe um, uh, changing one life at a time, but that's changing many lives. It is. That people can actually live optimal and be in their calling and their fullest potential and be comfortable in their own skin and have peace and joy in their life, even through their hard things. It's that peace in the circumstance. We're not taught that. No, we're not. It, it, you know, mm-hmm. it, it, it's almost like we're taught, and I don't, I can't put my finger on exactly if this is specifically the case or just a general notion that life is kind of a, a walk in the park or a sail right down the street. When if we were only taught that, hey, it, it is, it will be challenging, you will be tested, then we'd at least expect it and we wouldn't be so like, oh, this sucks or this is hard. Um, but we're just, I, I love it when successful people, talk about their struggles uh-huh. every day and their discouragement because that's the real face of it. It's a, it's a constant pushing into yeah. that resistance. You know, most people, they, we just, we tune right. that out for some reason, like selective thinking, don't we? Sure. And people look at your life, right? Like I'm in my dream job. I have yeah. my dream job and people look at it and, and sometimes they think it looks so easy, mm-hmm. but life is still happening for me. I mean, I still walk in and I have to center myself and be focused and intentional, which I love to do. And that's, you know, I want to walk in that, but I'm human life's happening. There's, there's days, my life's a circus, Uh (laughs) you know, or there's, (laughs) you know, I could, I have some other choice words, but I won't use them, but, but you know, it's, you know, and then it's, it's a process. We're on a journey and that's the beauty of this. So I, I just kind of come alongside all my clients and we're basically in it together. And, and it's a choice in what we want to do with it. And, um, that, and when you find this, life is exciting. Like I'm excited. I wake up excited. Okay, so things are not going right. Okay, what's so excited is how is right. it going to unfold? And we'll be, you know, and our thoughts are huge to the result of that. Yeah. And, and like you said, once you realize that, that there is all the power is within us to make the changes, that is exciting. Yes. And I can see people just, I'm sure you just see your clients beam uh, one by one as they get this understanding. Mm-hmm. Yes. Wow. I mean, yeah, I've seen a lot of um, tears of joy in my office, you know, tears of pain, but tears of joy too. Just like, Wow. Well, I think for some, some, I, some oh, go ahead. 
No, I was just going to say, even for myself, when, you know, I mean, I, life's still happening for me. It always does right while we're here on, yeah. on earth. But um, I just remember so many painful things in my life that I let define me and they just don't. And I'm free. It's like somebody, you know, it's just like breaking the chains. It is. I think a lot of times those tears of joy are kind of uh, tears of, well, how could we, how could I be that um, silly as to let that rule me, right? Whatever belief or mm-hmm. thought, you know, that sure. to that resist that letting go of it. Yeah. And to stop buying it, we've got to stop buying it and we've got to teach our kids. I mean, look at the bullying today. I mean, I could go on many subjects, yeah. but we have to stop buying into the toxic energy and the negative. Yeah, I totally agree. I totally agree. And, and, and like we were talking about earlier, that the, the majority of the world seems to have that. And when we tune it out, we're kind of um, kind of the, the odd odd person out, aren't we? And, but, but there's a shift. Yes. There's, there's definitely a shift. It feels like because people I think are sick of, yes. the, they're sick of living in that, um, that consciousness. And there is a, there is a raising. Everyone wants to feel better. Don't they? Yes. Yes. I think, and that's what is nice that we're starting to see that more and more people are, um, taking the lead of their life. Yeah. And they are making that shift, you know, and they're looking for answers, which is so important and, and understanding like, understanding that, um, self-discipline. Yeah. It can be very hard, but that's the reward. The self-discipline. It's true. Well, I was going to say that that's where you're right. That's where Mm -hmm. it all comes down to. Um, the other day, mm-hmm. uh, I don't. I, there's this gentleman online. He actually is a strength coach, and he wrote this article years ago. Mm-hmm. And he basically said that, "Hey, self discipline is really love." And I look at it as tough love. Sense. I mean, you got to mm-hmm. do the, the the hard things, which the, I'm talking more on the internal work, the hard things to get the real good rewards. And when you look at it as as love, it just it's a different perspective, and I really like the take that he did on it. His, it's, his name is uh, Strength Sensei. But so, so you tell your clients that too, that, hey, the, okay. the self-discipline is key. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, that's what's so um, exciting too about being a coach, right? It's, it's about being transparent, authentic, and truthful. And just there it is, black and white, you know. And when people, that's why in my coaching too, I have people commit to a minimum of three months because it just doesn't happen in one session. I agree. You know, yeah. you have to commit because self-discipline, that, that's that whole thing we're talking about muscles. It's like working out too, right? It's a workout. And then it becomes a part of your life and a part of who you are. And it becomes internal in you. And you talked earlier about internal fortitude. And, and then it becomes habitual. Yeah. But you have, to, you have to work at that. That has to become a part of you. It's like every day getting up and I make my green shake. Well, if I do it every single day, it's just second nature yeah. now. Well, and I, I think... A lot of people want that, you know, we, we live in a world that somehow there's a lot of quick fixes out there or, or supposedly quick fixes and they come to mm-hmm. coaching, I'm sure, and say, well, I just want yeah. the quick, where's the pill the, or the, the magic bullet, right? Yeah. Mm-mm. And then yeah. it's not sustainable. That's the difference. Like it's, this is coaching that I do, you know, core energy coaching is so inside out, right? It's, it's creating the life you've always dreamed about inside you, but we have to get to the core to find out what's keeping you stuck. I love that. And I think, mm-hmm. I think, I think people, um, again, back to this notion of, of life supposed to be easy, or I can just pick up a few things here or do some fine tuning. It seems like the real benefits come from, like you said, practicing that every day or, or doing the thing consistently to get good in different situations and different varieties. But people sometimes, um, they don't see that, that side of it, do they? The practice. No. And you know, some, I have found for me, what really works for me too, one of the things is I am intentional too and aware about what I allow Mm. what I allow in my mind. Yeah. I love that. So what I'm reading, what I, you know, it's, I I don't spend a lot of time in negative conversation or it's very important that I'm feeling, filling myself with the good foods, which are, you know, when it's our mind stuff, that the positive, the, um, the anabolic words and how I speak is important and, and how I listen to people. It's, and it's what I listen to at the same time. And what, am, what are my eyes seeing all the time? It's yeah. everything, you know? So that for me is huge, that self-discipline because where, where am I spending my time and energy? Yeah. Yeah. Because it all, it all goes into the pot, doesn't it? That we kind of consume. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people, wow. many people, I should say, right. They come, they don't realize, wow, However, I show up in my life. This is something that is a powerful tool. Is I think people have bought into that 
we compartmentalize and we do. But really, um, I'll be coaching people. They'll say, well, you know, this is how I show up at work. Everything's fine at work, but at home or vice versa or something. And when I challenge them that you're showing up, if you're showing up this way here, you're showing up everywhere Um, like that. I like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because there's like this core person that we are and it's all connected, isn't it? Mm -hmm. It's all connected, but we're not taught that, right? We're taught, we can just, we're not really, that we're not really doing that, but we are doing that. Yeah. That's a huge, you're right. That is a powerful perspective to have for sure. Mm -hmm. I love that. Because then when you challenge people about leading, how do you want to lead your life? Well, I want to be who I am exactly at home behind closed doors and who I am when I walk out the door. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that. I love that whole notion of, of leading like you talk about because, and, and the way that Mm -hmm. you frame it is we're leading our own life. We're we're forging down Mm -hmm. the road, putting the, going to the destination. I really like that perspective. And I imagine that resonates with your clients really well. Yes. Cause when they show up, Mark, and they commit and I tell them congratulations that you've decided to take the lead of your life. Yeah. Well, and, and to that point, it, it seems like, and I know this has been for been in my own experience, coming up through mm-hmm. the education system and just our society and culture, we're not sure. we're not taught how to be leaders, are we? We're taught how to be followers. And mm-hmm. that's why I think what you're doing is really powerful because ultimately we all have to lead our own personal life. And I really love that you do that because for me, that was a huge transition to like step out and give myself permission to lead my life. Um, and it was just, I, I'm more of a, I, you know, did what I was told in school. I'm a follower kind of the thing, you know, the, the student mm-hmm. that sat there with their hands folded, like waiting for the instructions. Right. But it just doesn't get the job done. Ultimately there's, right. there's only a limit to how far that'll go. And as soon as the, the structures that have broken down, that are always breaking down in our society, as soon as they start to crumble, and there's no one left to lead. It's like, well, what do you do now? Right? <laughs> right. And that's what's happening to our society too. If we have everyone, you know, following and not taking the lead of their own life and even understanding that they're a leader, right? People are getting defined because they don't have the powerful position that they're not a leader. Well, yes, they are. Yeah. Yeah. I right. Then they shriek back. No, we're all leading. We're all called to lead and we all have a unique gift and every life matters. Wow. And when people know that every life matters it, it does. and I am so committed, mm-hmm. I'm committed to that. So every person that crosses my path, I know it's, there's a purpose in it and there's a reason why. And anyone that comes to my practice, I know that they are uniquely called and they have a specific gift and I want to help them step into it. I love that. I love that, Michelle. That's awesome. So (laughs) talk about the future. What, what projects or, um, things are you going to be with in the pipeline for your business moving forward, either short-term or long-term? Okay. Well, real quick, just because I'm coming out of so much challenges, you know, one thing I wanted to mention before I go into that Mark too, is like, just encourage like your listeners to, I, I have found myself in a well, at a time where there was no light or ladder. And, you know, I have found the light and I found the ladder, but I'm just like everybody mm-hmm. else. I'm, 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 but I have found the light and ladder and I'm moving forward. So I want to encourage people that feel so stuck in their life that it's out for the, it's there for them. It's making that first step to getting intentional. What I have in short term right now is I am co-hosting a television show out of Santa Barbara called the game changer. Ooh, I love that name. And so we, uh, my co-host is Kurt Pickering, and he is a wonderful man. Um, he's a scout, actually, for the NBA, um, the Indiana Pacers. And I, it's amazing how that showed up for me. But it's a show of inspiration, and it's a show of critical thinking. And we have guests on that, um, you know, what's a game changer in their life, and are they a game changer? So we want to encourage and inspire people. Um, and on then off and I'll be doing, you know, talking about my coaching and all that, but most of it's about to inspire people, to give people a voice to come on and tell their story. I love that. Sounds like a great venue and a great mm-hmm. positive message to the world. I love that. Yes. And more and more people need to be encouraged like you do empowering people and interviewing people. And you're just so that's your gift and you're so good at it. Thank you. You know, it's giving, giving people a voice and a gift and empowering people. That's what we need to do. We need to um, humble ourselves and raise people up and not be um, a lot of many people don't want to do that. And no, we need to get out there and do that. Yeah. One of the things to that point that I just want to touch on is I like that you said that because sometimes I think that 
we, we don't know who the individual is that we might empower and what they might do for the mm-hmm. world that would really right. masses of people. And if we don't, you know, give them a tool or even even something so simple as, like you said, encouragement or inspiration that they may blossom and bloom, we, we just don't know how much we're connected to one another and who might you know, do amazing things for the whole world. So I think that's a really, it's, it's, it's mind blowing to be honest. It's my, yes. And when we can show up, I, I try to instill my children too. I drop them off at school. Love you guys. Have a great day. Remember you're here to serve and not be served. Mm, That's such a great message. That's great. Because the more we encourage others and gird them up and empower them, that just does the same, you know, that does for us. I love that was something else they used to say. How do you get what you want in life is help somebody else get what they want in life. And you know, the power behind that, there's nothing more rewarding when you help somebody else. I agree. Well, and you touched on that earlier too, with your Mm -hmm. coaching, it becomes a win-win, a little bit counterintuitive when you go into it. But once you get in and you see it, it's like, whoa. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. I love so. that. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So, so the show, and so you're kind of getting the, 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 sounds like you're getting the wheels spinning again and, and back on the track after your, uh, after this past year, I, that's a great start. That show sounds awesome. I'm definitely going to link to it in the uh, show notes to this, to this show. Yes. And so it's, it's exciting. It's a new, it's brand new. So we're working on it and we're still figuring it all out, but we've done a few shows with some amazing people and oh, great. it's, 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 it's powerful. And, um, so I'm just dedicated into helping people become optimal in their life. I can, I can definitely tell that too. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And you know, it comes from so much of my own pain and trials, so much trials and tribulations. Well, it sounds like it. And so so that, would you say that that drives you to a certain degree? I mean, your own. Yeah. yeah, I'm so passionate because I really feel that was my calling. Like when you asked us, are you in your purpose? I am I in my tell. purpose because it is so fun. It's yeah. so fun and, it, and it's and, I, and it's easy. It's easy to serve and to help and champion and encourage and to inspire and to motivate. And the more I fill my toolbox, I just want to give it away and give it away and give it away. I can tell. I can tell. Well, mm. I, and I'm, I, I definitely, I sense in you that there are, a lot of, I want to say, products or books or things that, you know, will come out or want to come out given when the right time is, because I because you do have that high capacity yes. to serve. I just sense like this flood of of stuff in in, in alignment with the co- with the co-hosting and stuff like that that can just push out that wants to come out. <laughs> I think so. I think a book for sure is in the future. There'll be lots of tool, more tools and things that we'll have, um, especially I will. It's just unfolding too. Things are showing up and, and um, you know, my calling too is um, I'm walking through my own things too, you know? Yeah. Well, like, like you said, that makes you better, makes you a better coach ultimately. Mm-hmm. Yes. I, I mean, I'm, I'm humbly confident in it. I love that. So in addition to, uh, I will uh, link to your website, but are there any other channels or ways that you would want people to contact you that are interested in your coaching um, and, and getting in touch? How, how would you prefer people get in touch with you? Um, they can go to my website and they can email me. My number's on there right now. That's probably the best way. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, I will mention that in the show notes as well as obviously mm-hmm. you know, sharing that with the folks here. Well, Michelle, mm-hmm. I thoroughly enjoyed chatting with you. I, this has been hugely, uh, hugely beneficial. Thanks, Mark. I really enjoyed it, and I really appreciate you having me on and continue to continue to pour into your audience. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, and um, we'll close up there. I'm gonna. Well, what'd you think? Pretty great, huh? As you can probably imagine, I'll definitely be reaching out to Michelle again and asking her to come back on the show and share more of her knowledge and wisdom about coaching and her professional experience with us because I really get the sense that we're just kind of scratching the surface about what Michelle can teach us, what we can learn from her about enhancing the human experience. The other thing I want to do before we wrap up the episode is I want to share with you Michelle's website and how you can get in touch with her if you're interested in her coaching. Her website is unlockyourdestiny.com and I'll put links to that in the show notes for this episode on my website, gmarkphillips.com. 
You can also contact Michelle via phone. Her phone number is on the website, unlockyourdestiny.com. The other thing I want to say is that if you haven't subscribed to my YouTube channel and want access to these interviews, that's really easy to search. They're all there. You can do so at youtube.com slash gmarkphillips. The reality is that it's really easier to search there than it is on my website for these interviews because of just the way YouTube is set up, right? It's very visual. You can look at all of them. You can see them all in one place as opposed to searching on the website. I find it's easier to look at the interviews on YouTube than it is on my website. So if you're interested, you can subscribe to my channel at youtube.com slash gmarkphillips and get all these interviews, including the one today with Michelle. All right. That's the show. We'll wrap it up at that point. Until next time, all the best, health, wealth, and success. Bye-bye.